Welcome to I Do Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are having a wonderful day wherever you are joining us. And today's show will allow you to have an even better day in the future where we talk about a day full of emotional hygiene. So, you know, personal body hygiene, brush your teeth, comb your hair. I don't, I don't usually comb my hair. I can't remember the last time I combed my hair. You comb it every day. <laughs> I don't comb it every day. Well, anyways, it's one of the beauties of living at the beach. You just fluff air it over. It. Air dry it. Salt water. It's ready to go. go. But emotional hygiene, getting back on track here, is something that often gets overlooked. And it's taking care of ourselves throughout the day so that we can manage our emotions better and not be at their mercy. So like, instead of letting the world happen to you, you are happening to the world is kind of how I think about it. Like you're not responding to that traffic jam or that person that cut you off with your emotions, just controlling yourself. You're responding with presence of mind. And today's guest, Kanjit Farrell, gives us all of the tools to help us respond with peace of mind. And then we bring that into the relationship and good things are going to happen. Kanjit is a licensed marriage and family therapist and sex therapist in California. And she's the founder of the Inspired Journey Counseling Center in the heart of downtown LA. So if you want to know how to improve your emotional hygiene, stay tuned for today's interview with Kanjit and she will give you the four steps to do that throughout your day. And, and they're not your common woo woo. Like they're very practical tips that are going to help you get on track. And even if you're someone that meditates and you think you got it down pretty good, there's some things in here that you'll be able to apply. I'm sure. So as always, thank you so much for listening and for leaving us reviews and sending us your feedback. We appreciate you guys so much and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Today's show is brought to you by our Hood River Couples Retreat. Join us in Hood River, Oregon this summer, July 28th through August 2nd. The retreat is built to be the ultimate vacation for couples looking to have fun, try new things, and build a stronger relationship in paradise. We'll be doing activities like waterfall hikes, rafting, wine tastings, and so much more. For more information, visit our website at idopodcast.com slash hoodriver. Hi, Kanja. Thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here with you guys today. Kanjit, we've given our listeners a little overview, told them about yourself. Why don't you take a minute and tell us why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships? You know why? I, I love that question. And whenever I'm talking to a, a new client, I, I say, I tell them this. This is not the therapy of 1972. Okay. Like there is so much research, evidence-based research, so much information, so many resources, and so many solutions, right, 
that are available to, you know, therapists, clients today that, you know, like we have answers, <laughs> good ones, good evidence-based answers. And I'm, I get so excited when people come for help because there's, there's so much help that can be given. There's so many good things that can be shared today. Um, you know, so I just get excited when people reach out because, you know, if you have a good, competent, you know, therapist, a psychologist, chances are it's really going to help you. You know, you're going to get better. So, you know, I think that's one of the things that I really enjoy about helping people out. That's such a great perspective. Yeah, it's not 1972. We have more and more research every day. It's in, And that's why we love talking to guests like you who are informed, know the latest research, and then we're able to share it with our listeners and, and apply it to our own relationship. And, and yeah, it's not like we're just shooting in the dark. Like we have solid science behind this and what better thing to do than to improve the relationships in our lives to improve ourselves because ultimately that's that's going to be we're going to have a better life and that we're going to go through the world uh, from a better position in today's topic it's going to certainly uh, focus on that and that is how to take care of our moods and emotions and and practicing what what you call personal hygiene. So why don't we jump right in and maybe define our emotions and, and then we could talk about how we could not let them get the better of us. Yeah. You know, everything that you said is just, my goodness, it's so true. And so the way I'd like to kind of look at this, you know, personal, emotional hygiene is um, just like you take time in the morning to like brush your teeth and wash your external body, I think it's important that you make it a practice to just kind of like clean your internal parts, right? Clean your your mind, clean your emotion so that every day you're kind of starting fresh. Um, and then, you know, as you move throughout the day, you're just kind of hitting that refresh button. Reason being is if you are not emotionally centered, right? Not making a conscious choice to be emotionally centered in your day. Your day is going to pull you here and there, and you're going to be up and you're going to be down, and you're not going to be as productive as an employee. You're not going to be as available as a, you know, in your relationships, partner, spouse, a parent, uh, because you're going to be so preoccupied with these emotional waves. Um, and I think what's important for people to understand is that unless you have like uh, like an organic um, mental illness or something that like organically impairs you from being able to um, manage your emotions, you pretty much can learn how to manage your emotions. Like it's not some mysterious thing in the sky. It's like a skill that you can learn how to master so that you can go through your day um, without being subject to any kind of thing that happens and, and, and that can pull you off your center and get you distracted, right? So emotional hygiene is something that um, is not this big esoteric kind of thing. This is something that can actually concretely improve the quality of your life day to day. 
So how do you go about doing that? How do you clean your emotions in the morning as if you're brushing your teeth or getting ready for bed? What are some steps or some actions that our listeners can do to do that? So um, the first thing I would, you know, I, I want to share with your listeners is the overarching thing is know that you, you can consciously control your emotions, right? I think for a lot of people, they don't, they're not aware of that. But if you have any friends who are actors, actors will tell you, oh, how you, your emotions are a choice, how you respond to things are a choice. So I think that's where you start from is like this idea, okay, how I'm responding to what's happening in my life is a choice. Okay. Um, and then working from there, I'd say, first thing you do when you get up, first thing, two to three minutes of simple meditation, right? Um, and meditating, you don't have to do a long time, you know, two minutes, three minutes, that's just fine to get started. Um, and what that does is it, it just kind of clears whatever is in your mind from your dream or whatever, just allows you to kind of create a blank space so that you can then say, okay, how am I going to emotionally respond today? Right? Like, how, how, what is the, what is the emotional tone I'd like to have for the day? Right. And if you're able to set a clear intention, you know what, today I'd like to have a positive attitude. You can actually set that intention and hold that emotion through the day because you're, you're being conscious and you're being intentional about it versus not taking a few minutes. And then just responding to whatever happens to you as the day goes on. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the, um, the first step to emotional hygiene. Um, the second step would be around midday, you know, just like as your body is trying to, you know, wants to have some lunch and kind of wants to refresh, you do something called a body scan. And a body scan is very simple. You just kind of sit down and put your, your feet on the floor. You can put your hands uh, by your side or on your lap. And then just close your eyes and just try to, to go from the top of your head all the way down your body to the bottom of your feet and try to see, like, what check in with your body. Are you clenching your jaw? Are you shrugging your shoulders really tight? Is your stomach clenched? You know, is, is your, are your glutes? tight or your toes digging into the ground, right? Because sometimes um, your body will tell you what your emotion is uh, if you're not aware of what your emotion is. And sometimes we're not aware. We could have just had a really annoying phone call and we think we're fine, but we're clenching our jaw, right? <laughs> and that's an indicator that, oh, wait a minute, maybe we're not fine. So what you can do to just you know, again, brush up on that emotional hygiene. First thing, of course, again, is always awareness. Do the body scan. Say, oh, wait a minute, I'm clenching my jaw and my stomach is tight. You know what? I need to take a few deep breaths, calm down, let it go. Let it go. And that way you can move into the next part of your day without carrying the emotional baggage from the earlier part. I love that body scan and, and the meditation practice, but, and, and sometimes those can be combined and, and that's a form of meditation. But, but yeah, even when you said, are you clenching your jaw? I noticed I, I tried to like relax my jaw a little bit and I'm not particularly stressed or anything, but I think we just, we, we carry around. 
tension. Everything, tension in, in our body and, and, and taking the time to, to feel it and, and that letting your body uh, tell you what, what your emotions are. It's, it's a great practice. And then obviously all of these things are going to make you less reactive in, in the world and, or with your partner, you know, bringing this back to the relationship and, and you are going to just be more in tune. You might be able to pause before you make that irrational, uh, comment or snap back at your partner. So these are, these are great things. You've taken us from the morning. We got this midday check in body scan. How are we going to go through the rest of the day now? Well, you know, before I get to that, I want to just highlight something you said, which I think is very important, which is bringing this back to the relationship, right? So we, we kind of talked you through the exercise and the practice of how to do it. But, you know, relating it to the relationship, why this is important is that, you know, if you're at your job and you've had a stressful uh, meeting or conversation, something like that, and your jaw's clenched and you're anxious and you're tense, another client might walk in. And you might snap at that client, right? Or snap at your boss. And then there are repercussions to that. So just doing the body scan and the meditation and kind of coming back to your center, um, just as you said, which is great, it allows you to um, respond more to what's happening uh, instead of react. And it also gives you more control, you know, you're, you're not just subject to a fleeting feeling. You're able to be like, you know, I'm clenching my jaw. I'm stressed out. Let me relax is so that I can, you know, handle everything else I need to handle in my day. And so that I can keep my relationship positive, right. And stay professional. So I, I just thought that was a good thing to mention um, before we look at the other part. And I so, think, mm-hmm. oh, I was, I was just going to say that, I would assume that by doing the first step, the two to three minutes of meditation in the morning will only, it'll only make the second step even easier because you'll probably be more aware of when you're clenching your jaw or when you're, um, you know, scowling with your eyebrows so that you may not even have to do those body scans. Eventually you can get to a point where you just automatically sense those emotions and those feelings and you can kind of push them away and move on without, uh, without really having to take that body scan. That's absolutely right. And, and that's the real power of setting the intention in the morning. Like if you set the intention, I'm going to have a pleasant day, right? And you have the mental discipline to, to stick to that intention. You're absolutely right. You'll get to, you know, somebody may say something to you on that phone call. Instead of you clenching your jaw, you're just like, I'm going to have a pleasant day, <laughs> right? You don't even let yourself get to the jaw clinch. That's absolutely right. It's funny yeah. because when you say that, it kind of brings up this conversation that Chase and I had the other day about, remember the, the surfer conversation about yeah. the guy that was being a jerk and, you know, we were just talking about how you should react in that situation. It's, it's so hard to not want to react and to say say something, uh, say something back or, you know, just respond differently. But it takes so much effort to really just put your emotions inside and say, okay, you you take it in and and in one ear and out the other, as they say. Mm. (laughs) That is another great thing to bring up, I think, about um, 
again, like why it's important to start building this mental discipline around being intentional and, you know, learning how to re respond instead of react. There's something called goal, G-O-A-L, goal-based communication. And um, basically this is getting to the level of discipline when in your relationships, before you communicate, you're able to consciously say, what is my goal in this interaction? For example, the crazy surfer guy, like, sure, he may have said something really mean and your, your impulse is to, you know, get upset or curse him out. But does the guy have a gun, right? If you argue with him, could it turn into a fight? Would that ruin your afternoon? Being able to use goal-based communication allows you to before you say or do anything, remember, oh, wait a minute, I'm out here on the beach with my husband, or I'm out here with my wife, and my goal is to have a good afternoon, not to get into a fight with some crazy guy, right? <laughs> and so it allows, you to, um, it allows you to be very selective and mindful with how you respond in situations, um, which again is just so, such a powerful thing. I, I love the goal-based communication and just some clarification. I surf like every day. So, and, and I'm not defending myself, but it's good perspective <laughs> is that, uh, I was in the water and, uh, he was kind of breaking some etiquette of surfing, but I did ask myself oh. and, and certainly I, I, I'm not someone, I'm pretty passive person. Uh, he was the aggressor, but I did ask myself, I said, you know, what is my goal here in, in responding? And I ended up, I said something, but it was more something to get him to realize, like, you know, hopefully to help him. Because I was like, man, clearly you've had a bad morning because you snapped at me yeah. basically for no reason. And uh, and so and that was basically my communication. And, and that was it. My, my goal was to make him aware of his nasty attitude and, and that was it. And, 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 uh, but yeah, it's, it's a great way to, uh, to go into a conversation with your partner not even, not just in the surf lineup. <laughs> and, and you're like, all right, what is, what is the goal of this snarky comment I'm about to make? And if you were meditating, if you're aware and, and being conscious, then you might wait a second and you're not going to make that snarky comment. Cause you know what? That goal is a is a malicious one. My goal is not to yes. is, is something out of love. It's something out of out of uh, something else, but something negative. Uh, so it's a it's a great uh, framework to bring into conversation. Oh gosh, yes. I mean, and, and to your point, it's like if your goal is a healthy and harmonious relationship, then snarky comments don't have a place. Exactly. Right. <laughs> right. So anyway, I just wanted to mention that just, you know, cause I think it, you know, again, like that is just another really important ingredient in our emotional hygiene cake that we're baking. Yes. Yes. It is a, it's a great point. And, um, and so we're, we're in the middle of the day. We we've done this mm -hmm. uh, body scan. We're being intentional with our thoughts. We're, we're really aware. How do we finish off the day? and making this just a, an all-around beautiful day. Before we continue on, we want to tell you about today's sponsors. Today's episode is also sponsored by FabFitFun. If you haven't heard of FabFitFun, that's hard to say, FabFitFun. <laughs> I was going to say, can you say that three times in a row? <laughs> probably not. 
It's a seasonal subscription box that is full of beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. I especially like the beauty part. The box retails for only $49.99, but always has a value of over $200. And not only is it full of those items, they are full-sized items. So you're not getting any trial sizes of all the awesome products that they send you. And we just got our summer season box and I am more excited than I was before I got it because and I was pretty excited before I was like, <laughs> I was looking at YouTube videos, looking at all the past season boxes. And so I'm definitely super excited for this summer box. We got a new full size beach towel by Summer and Rose. So cute. There's Tarte beauty products and there's also a Pier 1 marble dish ring for your, you know, you put your ring on at night which I love. So cute. And the summer box is available now and they will sell out. They do not last uh, the whole season. So if you want to grab your box, your summer box today, go to fabfitfun.com and use the promo code I do and you'll get $10 off your box. So it's only going to be $39.99. So again, that's fabfitfun.com and use the promo code I do. So this is a, a really important one, um, and I, you know, it, I, in the past I would say it applies to males, but now it's like males and females because obviously males and females are both working. But sometimes males, when our males are working, um, and they uh, have a really stressful, really mm, like high testosterone kind of jobs that are really competitive, and their T levels go up at work. Um, it's it's super important to have like this this buffer period before you get home where you consciously decompress, right? Um, so for the males, it might be more of a biochemical basis, like wanting the T levels to go down so you're not aggressive when you get home and you're, you know, in a bit calmer place. But even if that's not the issue, even if you're a woman and, and you know, your day was really stressful and you just kind of feel stressed about whatever happened, taking this time like a buffer period before you get home to consciously, again, self-soothe, decompress, like consciously, like think through your day, ask yourself the following question, you know, um, what things are, you know, happened today that uh, that I cannot control and need to let go of and let go of those things. And also ask yourself what things can I, you know, make a change around or do something and then like figure out what those things are and then do that before you get home so that you're not bringing that, you know, uh, you know, whether it be competitive or anxious or whatever your end of the day energy is into the home, um, I think is a really powerful um, dose of emotional hygiene that isn't just for you, but it's for everyone in your family. And so that's the concept behind it. And the way you do it is just 10 minutes before you get home, just 10 minutes, um, turn on whatever kind of music calms you down. Some people, they like jazz. Some people like Native American flute, you know, whatever it is, just 10 minutes before you get home, turn off the news, turn off the rock and roll or the hip hop or whatever you're listening to, put on that soothing music. Go through the process that I just described, just kind of thinking about, you know, what things you need to let go of, 
What things can you, you know, make changes around so that when you actually get home, you're already kind of like in this mm, soothed place so that you can invite that energy into your home. That's a great point. I, I imagine we're lucky enough to not have to commute to work. We just have our podcast studio at home. But you, if even if you've had an okay day at work, or and then you're you're sitting in traffic and and you get home and and greeting your partner, that the first thing maybe your partner has something to to bring up, you know, uh, to talk about the relationship. That's it, it's maybe a conversation you guys need to have. It might be good to to take a little time so you're you're going into that with a, as clear of a mind as possible. That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. Um, and it you know coming into the home as centered as you can be, you know, allow for a brief reacquainting period. You know, you know, ten twenty minutes. Let your partner put their stuff down. Go to the bathroom. Don't hit them with whatever happened in the day right away, but there'd be that little period of, you know, emotional decompression. That is excellent, you know, emotional hygiene, not just for you, but for whomever you share space with in the home. Um, I have one last part to this, and it is how do you have emotional hygiene right before you go to bed? Because, you know, before you go to bed, you always want to wash your face and brush your teeth. (laughs) Right? Right before you go to bed, same thing. Just one more final body scan. Um, You know, just two to three minutes of consciously letting go of your day, just a brief, maybe recap. Hmm, Did I make my intention for the day? You know, you know, what could I do better next time? Great. Two to three minutes. And, you know, of course, the old adage is so true. Don't go to bed angry. Don't go to bed angry. Not good for your heart. Not good for stress levels, cortisol. You just not don't go to bed angry. Um, so just again that little decompression at the end of the day just kind of wraps things up in a nice bow and 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 really just gives you a really emotionally hygienic day. I love that, and it's so true because it really just. I'm, I'm trying to think how you know we can build that into our routine because as uh, as we work together and we work from home. So we don't ever really have that time to fully decompress away from each other. I mean, we do at at times when, um, I usually will switch off in the evenings, I'll finish up my work and he may go work out. And so after that, we, you know, I kind of had that time to decompress, but other times there are, you know, times throughout the day when our stress levels may rise and, we're with each other all the time. So that can be hard to kind of manage emotions. So do you have any advice for our listeners and really for us of maybe a a tip or a tool that we can implement into our relationship as a way to kind of do a decompress throughout the day? Um, Like you're saying, instead of the 20 minutes before you get home, maybe like, I don't know, every couple hours kind of do it as a, as a way to kind of, chill out and get your Zen back before you continue with the rest of your day? Mm -hmm. Yes, of course. I think, um, you know, just getting into the practice of just being, first of all, awareness is the first key to everything. Knowing that it's important to take emotional hygiene breaks. Um, 
that's the starting point, right? So now that you're aware of it, when you realize that you're starting to get a little crabby or a little cranky or a little bit annoyed, don't let it go to the point of full-blown annoyance. Like, you know, get it in the beginning where it feels kind of like, and then that's your cue. That is your cue. When you have that cue, just simply very nicely say to your partner, sweetheart, I'm going to go take a walk. (laughs) I'm just going to get some fresh air. And then just go take a few minutes. And of course, for your partner, you know, when, when, when your spouse comes to you and says, sweetie, I need to go take a walk, you just say, okay, baby, I'll see you when you get back. Let them go. Let them go in peace. You know, honor their self-care time, honor their emotional hygiene time, because when you do, just know they're going to be so much better <laughs> when they come back. Yes. And that's better for both of you as individuals and your relationship. Along these same lines, one of the things that that I struggle with sometimes is I can get, so say Sarah and I, for instance, last week, we went out on a lunch date and there was something that that was on my mind that I wanted to talk about that needed to be addressed in the relationship. And it it kind of, we, we later realized we, we need to make more time for each other because having a a two year old and, and then working, it's hard to have like the relationship conversation. So I ended up bringing it up on this lunch date and, and the conversation went okay, but it, I I got stuck emotionally. I was uh, frustrated. I was a little bit upset with the situation. And then, but we we moved on, and and, and we weren't yelling or anything. It was a, a very calm conversation. But I was upset, and I I tend to get stuck in in that emotion for. I mean, maybe it was fifteen minutes, and it, and it, I finally got out of it. But I've heard that there's some like. I'm not going to go on a walk in the middle of our lunch date and, and process it. Are there some like breathing exercises or some, some behavioral modification things that I can do to kick that negativity out? It, not that it's not going to arise. I mean, I definitely want to work on that, but once it's there, I have trouble like getting rid of it in a time, in a timely manner, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. You know, I, I think there's a couple of things with this. Um, yes, when you feel like, you know, I think we're mostly aware when we kind of hit that tipping point, like you bring up a conversation and like it's, you know, it's kind of going somewhere and then it kind of takes a turn, then it really takes a turn. You know, those are three distinct stages, right? So maybe instead of waiting until like, it really takes a turn if you could, um, you know, work on, you know, maybe being able to see, oh, it's starting to go in this direction. I don't want it to go in, be it your emotions or the, the flow of the conversation. And right at that point, that's when you intercept with, you know, honey, I'm just, let me, I need to just take a deep breath. Let me just, you know, take some deep cleansing breath, you know, maybe take three slow deep cleansing breath to get yourself centered. And then you know what? You can make a mistake. It's fine. You can say, you know what? I was going to bring this up because I felt this way. I don't want to talk about this anymore. (laughs) This doesn't feel good. Can we talk about this later? Like it's always an option 
to be real and to be honest and to maybe admit that, you know, maybe your timing on something wasn't good um, just based on how you feel, maybe not even something that your partner did. Um, and just to maybe express that in the moment. Um, and what that does, I think, is it allows your partner to just kind of say, oh, okay, yeah, I, I see that this, yeah, this, this isn't going how you thought it was going to go. It's not how I want it to go. We want to enjoy our lunch. Let's just get back to our lunch, right? Um, so I think that could be really helpful, knowing that it's okay to, you know, walk down a path and then just decide, you know, I don't want to do this right now, right? Take a few breaths and maybe change the topic. Um, and then allow yourself more time to think about how you want to approach the subject and then maybe bring it up a little bit later. Do you feel like that's something that might be reasonable for, for you to try? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think for our, our relationship, I think asking like what you said, is this helpful for our relationship? Is this the path we want to go down for this conversation? Because that kind of allows us to acknowledge each other's feelings and, kind of realize like, uh, this doesn't really feel so good. We're supposed to be having a nice lunch. Like, let's just enjoy that, mm-hmm. enjoy each other. And it doesn't mean that the conversation is not important, but that we'll have it at another time. So I think doing that and then really like practicing, like you said, being able to like, let, let it, let those feelings go and move on. Um, doing that, I think will be really helpful. Chase, do you agree? <laughs> Uh, he's looking at me like i don't know no, no. <laughs> I, I do agree i just say and i'm i 100 percent agree i it's just easier said than done i yeah. think i'm very aware yeah. of it you know I, I it's not like obviously someone that needs to work and and they're just like no i'm allowed to feel this way and i want to talk no i'm i'm very aware of it and i i can feel it coming on and what we determined after that lunch and after we had the discussion was we need to make even more time for each other to talk about and, and, and nurture the relationship. Because like we say many times on the show, we have, we have a two and a half year old and, and right now she's not sleeping. And this is what, this was actually the realization we had is, uh, remember we talked about this Mm -hmm. after is, is, uh, we used to have a solid like hour and a half in the mornings together and then like three hours at night when when she would be down. And that more or less disappeared when we moved down to Costa Rica. She she went through this sleep regression. And so we, we didn't have that time to, to talk about our days, to talk about, or, you know, what was maybe bothering us or, or plans or, or whatever. And we, we made time, but not nearly enough to make up for that lost time. And that was kind of a realization we had from yeah. this lunch. So I think uh, just having time outside of your, your one date lunch or date night uh, t- to address problems in the relationship is going to be valuable, but it's one of those things easier said than done when you have a kid and work and all that. But, but there's really no excuse. We have the time. We just, we have to make it. So, so yeah, we had, we had a breakthrough. I afterwards. <laughs> we did. Yeah. I love the personal responsibility, you know, um, because that's what it's all about. Like it really is about taking responsibility, owning it. Like you said, it is difficult. It is a it is a challenging situation. But at the end of the day, you know, it's about um, becoming disciplined in that way, right? And saying this that that you're worth that 
you know, extra effort, your relationship is worth the extra effort and, uh, you know, becoming disciplined and sticking to it. And then just like anything else, it'll eventually become a habit. Absolutely. And, and you know, we, we talk about this on the show a lot. We are here just getting the information, just like our listeners, and relationships are hard. We're in a happy relationship, but it's still hard. It's not like we just go through and everything is sunshine and rainbows, and then you throw a kid into the mix, and, and this time thing, it, it built up, and it, it, it was causing issues in our relationship. So you've given us and, and our listeners some great tools today to to practice this personal hygiene to get to get ourselves in line and and to do the the hard work this is not easy stuff but it's it's stuff that is worth doing and and the tips on personal hygiene are you bring those into your relationship and you might be able to ask yourself, is this a conversation that we should have right now? Or you might have the insight of like, oh, wow, we're not really spending time together as much as we used to because you are taking the time to do the body scans, to be introspective, to to really take a pause because our lives can get busy and we get caught in the momentum of things. And I think Sarah and I, we got caught in the momentum of our daughter not sleeping and, and we never made like a correction of wow, we need to replace that time. Um, Mm -hmm. so, so it's just, it's just important. And in the tools, like I said, that you've given us today are a great Kickstarter to establishing that personal hygiene and and content. We could talk, uh, for, for hours on, on all this stuff because you're so passionate and we love to hear it, but we got to finish up. So why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you online and then we'll say goodbye. You can find me on my website. It's conjectferrell.com. And I'll spell that for you. It's K-O-N, like Nancy, G, like girl, I, T, like Tom, and then Farrell, that's F like Frank, A-R-R-E-L-L dot com. Uh, you can sign up to get on my mailing list. Uh, I offer therapeutic services for individuals and couples in the state of California. And I, I love to work with wonderful couples to help you guys get the lasting love that you deserve. Excellent. So I'm happy to hear from anyone who'd like to, who'd like to connect. Awesome. Well, we'll have your uh, website and all your links from this episode on our show notes, on your show notes page on our website at idopodcast.com. And our listeners know to go there and check out all of those great resources. So again, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you. It was an absolute pleasure. We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. For more information and the links um, from the interview today, you can head on over to our website at idopodcast.com. Click on the podcast tab and it will be the first episode there. And while you're on our website, if you are interested in learning more information about our upcoming Hood River Couples Retreat, then click on the retreat tab and you'll be able to find all the information on the retreat. It's going to be at the end of July this summer and we look forward to it um, with you guys. It's going to be an awesome couple days in Hood River. It's amazing there. So we hope you join us. And if you are on our website and you're looking for some resources or some tools for your relationship, we really encourage you to check out our 14 day happy couple challenge. It's a free challenge where we send you a daily email for 14 days. And in each email is a doable challenge for that day to do within your relationship. And it's going to help you 
you become stronger, more connected, more intimate, and uh, we know that you're going to enjoy it. We've had some great feedback from all you guys who have done it, and uh, we're so happy that it has helped you in your relationship. So again, all that information is on our website at idopodcast.com. Head on over there, and thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. 